messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about TV commercials tonight, the good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit, like this. When's the last time you stole shampoo? My name is Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Has. We are getting ready to steal some shampoo of our own, aren't we're we? We're gonna steal it all. We're stealing it all. Genevieve and I are going on a, um, on a very responsible socially distant road trip. That's right. We're going to the wide open west. Well, it's east of us, but for most of you, it's it's probably, for most people, it's for, to the west. Uh, heading under the Grand Canyon. We're going to see the Grand Canyon. We've That's never right. seen it. Um, and so as we prepare to do that, we figured now might be a good time to uh, check in with the Ad Council, hand the keys of the show over to you guys today and uh, hear what's on your mind. We have um, some real wacky commercials people want us to talk about. A couple of wackadoo commercials from the 1980s I see in here with actually some pretty cool pretty cool style if you ask me. Um, also, we have two people who are uh, looking for the Ad Council's help. Two people trying to search down commercials from their youth. Yeah, I did. A, I took a swipe at these. I couldn't find them, but Same. maybe, maybe the folks out there listening can. And um, also, I love this. We have somebody. Let's see what episode are we on? This is number uh, two hundred and sixty-nine or two hundred and seventy. I thought we were on two seventy today. I think it's two seventy. Okay, so we're on two hundred and seventy today, and we have an email from a listener responding to something we talked about on episode number two. Wow. So that's got to be the biggest gap we've ever had, right? It'd be hard to beat it. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I guess if somebody wants to respond to something <laughs> we talked about in episode one next week, that, that would be the biggest wider. gap. That's yeah, right. but um, yeah, uh, as I've said many times, um, probably ad nauseum, uh, I'm a little uh, mortified by some of those early episodes, but I'm glad to hear from our some of our new listeners who are going back, who are completists, which is a. a Impulse, I totally get mm-hmm. um, that it's not that bad. And I guess I would just say, I think it gets better. It, I think so, too. I think I already like said this. Like a gay this. teenager. <laughs> it gets better. Um, I think I said this at the end of last week's show, so I won't belabor it again. But I was I was like, huh. So this listener went back to episode number two. I should hear what that sounds like. And it, I was appalled at the sound quality. The, and, and I like I have a frog. I just <laughs> opened up the show with a frog in my voice that I never acknowledge. And then it sounds like we're doing it in a garage somewhere. But I'm I'm glad that people are liking it. So, you know, we're our own worst critics, I think, or harshest critics. Hopefully. All right. You want to get into this? Yeah. Let's do it to it, my dudes. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. I should also point out that, like, there's probably a time I'll go back and listen to today's show. Maybe it'll even be tomorrow and not like it, you know? Like, I, I, I thought I turned in a pretty poor performance last week as well. Uh, but the positive spin on all of this might just be that we just keep getting better and better, all of us, in everything we do. I hope that's true. I mean, 
Have you ever gone back and read like papers that you wrote when you were in college, say, or anything like that? I thought I was such a good writer. I was so <laughs> high on my own supply. It's embarrassing. Like I enjoy the fact that I used to be a really good pen pal with people and stay in touch and and write long letters. But you can tell I'm just so in love with my own words. Right. And it's like so the sound about of your own me. Pen. Yes, exactly. The sound of my own pen. Um, okay, what's up first? We got uh, oh, we got this note from Mike. I actually think that he sent this in uh, via Instagram. No, we don't have an Instagram, so maybe he just emailed. Probably it in. wasn't that though. <laughs> I can't tell. I have pre-recorded so many podcasts <laughs> this week. I honestly don't even know what I'm doing right now. Is this the gist? What show am You're I not on? On the gist for the for the last time. You are not a host on the gist. I have a whole, I have a whole fantasy where I am, Mike. Pesca. It's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, this is a listener from Mike, but not Mike Pesca, I, I can assure you. Actually, I believe this is uh, from uh, listener Mike in Hollywood uh, who works in the biz. He says, I just came across this truly amazing commercial for Cherry Coke from the 1980s via uh, an Instagram account called Neon Talk. That's why I had IG in the brain. I, see. I remember as a kid in in the 1980s, says Mike, thinking Cherry Coke was an incredible invention. I still think that. It is so good. Yeah. We bought a couple of Cherry Cokes the other day. I don't know why we were rewarding ourselves. Or, you know, it might have been the day before Christmas or something. <laughs> they should have a word for that. The day before Christmas is so clunky. They should have like a... Right. Hmm. Anyway... Uh, Mike says, this spot does not disappoint. You've got a dancing vending machine, a guy holding a glass upside down. I assume with Coke in it because it's not that impressive. Just, <laughs> I can hold a glass upside down. And a neon saxophone. It's so peak 1980s, I'd suspect the ad execs were under the influence of a different flavor of Coke, if you know what I mean. I believe it. This is outrageous. Now, unfortunately, this is also very visual. Uh, Mike did a good job of explaining what we're seeing, but we see a very... Very 80s woman uh, walk up to a Coca-Cola vending machine. Her energy is at 11, <laughs> yes, conservatively. Yes, I know. Everybody's enjoying Coca-Cola. Um, she goes up to a vending machine, chooses the cherry Coke the button. Co the vending machine is like itself rocking out. Like yeah. it's got like a bendy waist and it's doing a dance to, to the rock and music you're about to hear. And then we see a bunch of other just dancing 80s people on a black background with neon like Coke signs in the background. The guys are dressed. I mean, just. Oh, it's, it's leotards and leotard and, belts yeah. and just 80s. As, it's as 80s as it can get. For some reason, we have a shot up in space of astronauts drinking cherry Coke and floating around with uh, cherry Coke cans up there. I think we were still more excited about astronauts in space back then. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I was, um, well, for a, for a different email that we'll talk about in a little bit, I was going back and looking at political um, campaigns from the 1980s earlier, and a lot of those actually had, you know, astronauts in them too, and that was 1980. All right, so let's take a listen to this. Uh, enjoy the audio, and then uh, go to our Facebook page and enjoy the enjoy the video later. Outrageous. 
it reminds me a little bit of uh, like an Elton John video from yeah. the era, the way the people are dressed. It really um, got that vibe to it. The upside down glass. Let me explain this. So one of these one of these characters is holding a glass upside down, but then holding a can of cherry coke below the glass, and somehow it's it's anti gravity. The coke is flowing upwards into the upside yeah, down. Yeah, between glass. that and the space imagery, it's yeah. really going for something. The idea that cherry coke is a like they use the word light to describe it. I don't understand. Mm. They don't mean it like it's a diet yeah. soda, but like that it's a light uh, beverage in some way, and uh, is funny to me because to me, I and mean, maybe it's the current configuration or whatever recipe for cherry coke, but it's a pretty. I mean, it's a it's a flavor blast for sure. Yeah. But I wouldn't describe it as like you might you might get me to say that about Sprite, um, Fresca or a Fresca, which mm-hmm. is a which is a no calorie soda. Oh but, yeah. Um, but yeah, like cherry coke is a is a hard hitting. It's a th- syrup syrupy yeah. soda now. Yeah. It's just interesting. I wonder if it was like a different, um, you know, recipe or whatever back then. You know. Or just a different marketing technique. I mean, it could be anything. There's a story this week. We we're actually talking about it on the radio. I was filling in on the radio station, and there was, you know, as you'll hear from time to time, a new report out about obesity in America and how it's higher than ever. Um, often you'll hear stories, too, about, um, you know, kind of related to that soda intake, soda pop intake. Do you think we're still trending upwards in that? Because I feel like our standard is different. Like, it's almost like the... Um, LaCroix generation is kind of changing what we want out of a out of a bubbly drink. Yeah, that's interesting. I rarely drink. I I mean, I was a like a I would used to, before I drank coffee, I would no joke have like a Diet Coke in the morning. Yeah, that was your coffee. Yeah. Um and I drank a ton of soda, both sugar and diet. Um and now a soda, even a even a Coke Zero is a little bit of a special treat for me. Mhm. She's like, that's so sad to even say that. But like, yeah, I drink. wait. Why is it sad to say it's that? It's just sad. It's just like a, a diet soda is a treat. Mm. That's pathetic. Um, but yeah, like I just don't drink. I don't know really anyone. Like if I go to someone's house, which I haven't done in a year, but you know, when I but I vaguely remember going to people's houses, and it was rare to find a house that had like I would never be offered. You know, if I I would either be offered an alcoholic drink or if I wasn't having that, I'd be offered a like a a water sparkling a sparkling still. water, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and people have like some version of Lacroix or some sparkling water cans in their fridge mm-hmm. usually, or a Soda Stream. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember the last time I was at someone's house and they said, "Do you want a Coke?" Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I do wonder if that's true. But we may also be in a you know, a non-representative sample. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we have another commercial from the early 1980s here now. Veeves, why don't you introduce this one? Because I have not seen it. But is, is it kind of similar vibes? Um, this vibe is not... this. I don't know how to describe the vibe of this. Uh, uncomfortable comes to mind. Oh, really? Um, I love this. This is from Brian, uh, who says, I was looking for a commercial uh, for The Gap with the sung tagline, Fall into the Gap. Uh, sung in a really deep voice. I also went looking for that. I couldn't find it. There are plenty. Fall into the gap was their tagline for a long time. There's a, if you find a, there's actually a commercial from like the 70s that has fall into the gap as a jingle. Hmm. Um, but I don't think that's the one you're talking about, Brian, because I think I vaguely remember the one too. I feel like it went, like it had like a low voice that went like fall into the gap, something sort of like that. Hmm. Um, but as Brian says, instead of finding that, I found this really handsy Santa with teenage girls sitting in his lap. A handsy Santa? Yeah, this Santa, sh- we should have, uh, this this Santa gets a big F from me. 
Um, oh, what kind of F? Well, he's totally. I mean, but you just said something dirty. Out, let's put it out this. Put it this way. He's given out D's. Okay. Ooh, wow. This this is a R rated. It's, it's unpleasant. Uh, so what happens here? So it's a commercial for jeans. It's from 1981. So it's early Gap. Um, it's before the Gap of the 90s, which I feel like is the gappiest gap right i fell into a yeah. gap hole today actually today of like all those 90s dance cap gap commercials mm-hmm. where it's like the khaki swing commercial mm-hmm. all of the west side story dance riffs with the khakis was that all jeans. 90s i that thought was that was early 90s. 2000s though. um but this is from the 80s it's just santa claus like in a sort of a no, a no nowhere space with a couple of hot young women and an also for some reason a man in a suit selling us jeans and as this is happening and they're talking about curves we see these young women sitting on santa's lap with santa patting their their butts their butts yeah huh let's take a listen i want to see this happy days are coming your way the gap is having a sale happy day look good for less this christmas because 1595 still goes a long way at the gap the curve hugging cut of gals foxtail denim jeans for just 1595 foxtails in juniors and misses sizes just 1595 guys are student levi's 1395 from the world's largest seller of levi's jeans oh it does say oh, it does the there it is a long way at the gap this christmas and then at the very end the guy in the suit also sits on horny santa's lap um now okay horny santa he he kind of pats their side their hip it's suggestive as he's saying hugs your curves yeah i don't think that that's accidental Hmm. um let me ask you this my friend they said in here that the gap is the biggest retailer of levi's that's quite a claim for 1981 and also am i wrong in thinking our generation of the gap only sold gap branded clothes i'm i was trying to remember that too if gap jeans were gap were only made were made for the gap or if they sold levi's when i was a teenager i should remember i mean the gap was the number one store if we went to the mall which we did all the time the gap was probably one of the few places where your whatever spending money you had as a teenager whether you know an allowance or from babysitting or your job or whatever the gap was a place where you could afford to spend that like there were a couple of stores like the limited the gap um where you know, Aeropostale, like you could spend a little bit of money and That's get something. That's how you say that. Um, you know, we couldn't afford anything fancier. And frankly, my mall probably didn't have anything fancier because it was not a fancy mall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm racking my brain now, too. I feel like they, like the jeans at The Gap were a proprietary brand. And also, I keep on just asking questions that I don't know the answer to. Um, but are we talking about The Gap? in the past tense here now because did the gap close like this past year or so oh i hadn't heard that but am i I, making that up i I might be making up stuff i mean it's still when you when you go to it there's an official site um yeah no it says uh yeah no i guess i mean they're owned by i think like they're part of some huge conglomerate they own old navy or they're part of old navy banana republic um so you know they sort of they have clothing lines or clothing store brands all across the sort of low to mid price spectrum and i don't know if all of those have survived covid or whatever i'm now just doing google news searches on the gap and old navy there were shots fired (laughs) near an old navy in gainesville come on but i don't think that is endangering the corporate no probably uh, me um oh here's something from pop sugar trust me you'll want 
to work and sleep in this old navy Sherpa jacket. Should we move on here? Or should I just keep on telling you what I'm seeing in my Google News results? Let's move on. Okay. I like to let you lead. Um, okay. Uh, what about oh, what about this next one? You saw this. You had a, you had a reaction to this. I have not seen it yet, but uh, you had a pretty, I don't know if it was a negative reaction, but a strong reaction, I'll say. This is, it is I'll say it's a negative reaction. We did a show, I don't know, a few months ago, maybe. Uh, called Gross Domestic Products about... Oh, no. Did we name our show that? Yeah. I named Spotless that this week. Uh-oh. Because didn't <laughs> Hannah come up with that originally and then we didn't use it? I don't know. <laughs> oh. Whoops. I guess it hasn't posted yet. I could still change it. But you know what? I'm tired. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So we did use that. Okay. I was wondering because I went back in Spotless. And I'm like, I swear we used this, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Yep. Well, we did. We used All it, right. I don't know, however many weeks ago. Um, we talked about gross toys and mm-hmm. the the trend of like toys that or games that really emphasize like sort of fecal, you know, matters and um, burping and snot and, and was, vomiting yeah, and just, just anything disgusting. I had dissect an alien. That was as gross as it got in my house. Right. But I do think that some of these toys just lean so hard into like. Really things that, I mean, uh, the, I know I sound like I'm part of like the million, like the, the mom moms against swearing or mm-hmm. whatever dumb thing like moms are getting outraged about or fake outraged about. But it does seem like a, a toy that really focuses on pooping. Yeah. Is like that. I think it's okay to say like pooping is for private times. <laughs> is that, I, is that I, so radical? I just think that you and I are really conservative on that. Yeah. I'm learning that more and more. It, like I, I grew up in a are. very like conservative, even like in this case, small C conservative when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, like I said, I think we've talked about this. Like I couldn't, I didn't say the word fart. That was like a yeah. bad word in our house. So I think I would, you might even, you know, there's some repression there. Maybe it's just our, our own repression talking. Well, anyway, uh, my own repression uh, had a bad reaction to this, which is uh, a toy called Gotta Go Flamingo. Oh, God. And it doesn't, I, from what I can tell, I did only watch this once. Um, Gotta go flamingo. Gotta go flamingo. Do you know what I learned recently in another podcast I was listening to? Oh, uh, did I say this is from listener Chris? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Sorry. Thank you, Chris. Um, but a zoologist was on talking about the fact that um, it is probably, if you're talking about stench, it's better to like clean an elephant's cage, even though there's a lot more dung yeah. than any bird, because any bird, especially that eats fish. Right. And I'm pretty sure. Do oh, fill, yeah. I mean, that's I their whole thing. I can right? only imagine so they're eating a got, lot of fish. Like, gotta go flamingo. That is going to be, be bad. nasty, nasty, nasty smell. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this comes with realistic smell included. Um, this appears to be not so much a game or if it's the game it's unclear to me what the object of it is it's just that you put you have like a sort of a stuffed flamingo uh, with a long neck you pour some powder in its beak its neck does some sort of works in some way to transform the powder that you poured in its beak into a a poop that just comes out of its bottom and you put it on a toilet and then you there's the toilets made of clear plastic so you can see the poop coming out because you wouldn't want to miss it after all that oh my god all right should we listen to this yes it's gotta go flamingo oh god he talks it's crapping into well, I mean you said this but it's crapping into a toilet bowl that is transparent like it has a window for viewing what kind of a sicko makes a transparent toilet bowl <laughs> that's the, that's what jumps out at you here oh my god it's terrible. I'm so hungry he eats and he poops oh, oh. 
from Let me ask you this. <laughs> okay. Is there any chance this is for kids who are uh, toilet training? Learning how to toilet train. That would be my guess. The commercial does not make it explicit, and the kids who are playing with it seem to me to be too old for that. Yeah, they're like in their early 20s. They're in their early 20s. Um, no, they're, you know, they are, they're old enough to talk, and I mean, I, I don't really know where all the milestones are, but they seem to me to be... These kids seem like they're five. At least, yeah, yeah like old enough to be toilet trained. But I could also see how this would be something... Yeah, like you could you could argue that there's a like a training aspect to it mm-hmm. or like, you know, look how the flamingo's going. Don't mm-hmm. you want to go like the flamingo? There's a moment. But but the commercial's not making that case in any way. There's a moment in this commercial where we see the there it's this interesting shot where the flamingo because of the long bendable neck that flamingos are famous for, the, the flamingo bends his head upside down to toilet bowl level so he can watch his own crap plop into the see-through toilet. Oh, I missed that. I must have blacked out. Yeah. Oh. Um, but I, I, I had the same thought that you did, that there's probably a, a case for this to be like a helpful tool for a parent. And if that's the case, like I'm sure toilet training is incredibly challenging and difficult Um and frustrating. And if there's if there's any tool out there that's helping a kid do that or helping a parent do that, I'm not going to crap all over it. No. Uh, so to speak. But as a grown-up watching this and the way it's portrayed here, it's just disgusting. I want to play this commercial now. I had that. So it was mad scientist like umbrella of toys. And one of them was dissect an alien, which was like this monstery looking alien. And inside of it was all kinds of goo. And then in the goo was all these little organs. But right. you would add more goo. I was going to say the, how the goo make it every time. The goo yeah. must be very uh, not not shelf stable. I can still smell it practically. Ooh. Well, I'm sure it, it doesn't smell like, bad. Like cornstarch. Yeah, it has that, that kind of plasticky corn cornstarchy smell um okay so we also got a note about uh, nothing to play here but carol weighed in on our what do we call our uh our show about fine print the little prince (laughs) oh the little prince one of my favorite show titles of 2020 um yeah carol had written uh, on a facebook post about that show does anyone else think that many of these those incomprehensible do not attempt fine print examples are meant to be funny Every time Genevieve and Andrew got annoyed at them, I said out loud, that's the joke. I don't know if you said it that way, but that's how Probably. I that's how I read that line. Uh, I mean, I think like the flying car one, that was clearly yeah. a joke. But I, I think a little kid running with a, a with a fire extinguisher and it just flashes it on the screen for a second. Do not attempt. That's not a joke. That's what I wondered. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get that. Obviously, some of the ones we talked about were were done cheekily. And I mean, definitely the flying car one. I think was meant to be both serious, like they have to say, do not drive off a mm-hmm. cliff. And also, like, we're acknowledging that this seems obvious by saying cars do not mm-hmm. fly. So I, mm-hmm. get, I get the joke there. I don't think when it just says do not attempt something, like if that's a joke, 
I'm. It's not a very good joke. I'm not. Yeah, it's not a very. And good it's tiny, joke. and it's there for a second. I mean, there's all kinds of legal disclaimers you got to have. I mean, it's the same yeah. reason. I mean, the the old cliche is like it's it's not a joke that it says on your hair dryer, "Don't use in the shower." There's a reason that's there. Yeah, right? a sad and, reason, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. Anyway, well, there. I just, <laughs> I just uh got a goad all over Carol. <laughs> Sorry, Carol. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to be so dismissive, but here we are. Well, you know, if there's examples, Carol, that, or anyone that you know we see like we weren't getting the joke uh, like definitely in, yeah in our show definitely like, pointed out or if you see one that you wonder about uh, we would love to talk about it but like the, the again I'm just thinking of the first one we talked about where the whole point of the commercial was this guy he's in his office like not home office but he's in his office office and his little kids he had to bring them with them because of child care and they're making chaos and then at the end one of them is just running with a fire extinguisher and you just see that for a second like that, that has nothing to do with the rest of the commercial it doesn't yeah. play into and so I assume a, I've always assumed that's what it meant do not attempt with the fire extinguisher I th- or maybe it means don't attempt to take your kids to work. Yeah. That's probably good advice. I'll bet you a lot of parents are, <laughs> uh, agree with that, certainly. Um, and th- we had another uh, comment about the fine print oh, yeah. or the this little a, print commercial. This is prints. a really fun one. This is from Josh. Um, the fine print show reminded me of this old E-Trade commercial. So this is going to start out, and this sounds a little bit bad because it's just an old ad, but um, it starts out as an ad for um, some pharmaceutical uh, the kind of thing we've seen a million times, and it goes quickly into the all the crazy side effects, and these get really crazy. Oh, okay. So it kind of makes it, it's one of those parody commercials. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we talked about one a couple of months ago now, maybe that keeps coming up. It's the pad tie commercial. It, isn't it the um? Is it DoorDash or it's one of those delivery services? You can only think, I think of pad tie. Yeah, they yeah. have these these commercials that mock or mimic other commercials for different products and services, and I keep on hearing that pad tie one and it makes me want pad thai so bad man um good story walsh okay here's this (laughs) e-trade commercial at gene enterprises we've harnessed the power of the human gene so you can say goodbye to your allergies forever with new nozula nozula may cause the following symptoms itchy rashes full body hair loss projectile vomiting gigantic eyeball the condition known as hot dog fingers children (laughs) born and the golden retriever seeing the dead bone liquefaction so as we're hearing the final um, horrifying symptoms, elderly pregnancy, um, children born with golden retriever heads, <laughs> we cut to a guy watching this ad and thinking to himself, I should disinvest. I should sell my uh, my stock in Gene Enterprises, which is this company. <laughs> and so then so he quickly sells it on E-Trade. And then we cut to the tagline, learn to recognize good trading opportunities. That's interesting. I think it's, it's a I mean, like, I'm not sure that's a great investment strategy is like watching a commercial going like, I better sell. <laughs> yeah. Somehow a giant eyeball was my favorite joke <laughs> in that whole thing. Um, what is this one here? Okay, thanks, Josh. That was funny. I've never from, seen that. You have something here from Gina. This is amazing. Um, I like, seriously wondered if I was being punked about this, but uh, Gina Gina brought this to our attention, so I appreciate it, Gina. Um, this is an ad. It's a PSA for mental health, the Mental Health Coalition, and it's actually sort of like a like a, a fundraising appeal for this uh, nonprofit. It's made by um, a, comp- a, a an ad company that I now didn't write down, so. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And somewhere okay. in here. Sorry, that wasn't very professional of me. Um, but this is a video that they made um, that the uncensored version, which we're about to play, is just a string of F-bombs. So oh, okay. be forewarned. 
Um, that's playing on YouTube and is available here. Um, but there's also a censored version, which I'm sure is just a string of beeps mm-hmm. um, and also pixelations because there's a lot of people flipping the bird. This is basically all the things that were terrible about 2020 and how just just how much we hate it and how we we are we're sick of it. And then it's kind of ends with the, how hard it's been for everybody and donate some money to Mental Health Coalition. As we wrap up this year and head into the next, we invite you to give a big fuck you to 2020. But not just any fuck you, a fuck you for a cause. Let's start with a giant fuck you COVID-19. Fuck you for taking my job. Sorry. Furloughing my job. Hmm. Furloughing? Fuck you. Fuck you for closing his school. Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you for canceling our wedding. Fuck you to the toilet paper hoarders. Fuck you to all the people in 2020 who said all lives matter. All lives will fucking matter when black lives fucking matter. (laughs) Fuck you, Derek Chauvin. (laughs) And a double fuck you to the killers of Breonna Taylor. Arrest those fuckers. Speaking of murderers, fuck you murder hornets. Murder what? Murder hornets. That's a thing? I've had it with these motherfucking Zoom calls from this mother. <laughs> this woman's just destroying her laptop. You New Zealand. You think you're better than us? Well, you are, but fuck you anyway. <laughs> I don't care who you voted for. Fuck this guy. They showed Mitch McConnell. Oh, fuck wow. you, Karen. Fuck you, Karen. Fuck you, Karen. 2020? <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you for taking RBG. And Kobe. And John Lewis. Fuck you for taking my grandmother. 2020? This year, everyone could do with a little extra help. Text uh, the bird emoji. I'm sorry, the, the middle <laughs> finger emoji to uh, donate some money. I couldn't hear what he said at the end. Is that the joke? He's wearing a mask. Yeah, and, and I. Car- if you're supposed to be able to hear it, I cannot. So I don't know what he said behind the mask. I think the joke is that the mask makes it hard to tell. So this is from the Mental Health Coalition. I am surprised that it goes so hard uh, from a it's very specific so political and, and from a political from a very progressive perspective getting into both politics and Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter like that's really appealing to me but I was very surprised that you would think a mental health organization would just be like we want to help everybody. I know but they called out Derek Chauvin the yeah. murderer of George Floyd yeah. the murderers of Breonna, Breonna Taylor that's really Mitch good. McConnell I mean I was shocked by that i didn't think i was gonna like that as much as i did to be honest with you um, yeah because you were prepared for it to be like sort of winky and it's mm-hmm. not winky it's extremely serious i want to listen we're not gonna listen to the whole thing but i want to listen to the beeped version because sometimes i think beeping is funnier so i just want to hear what this sounds like as we wrap up this year and head into the next we invite you to give a big f- you to 2020 but not just any f- you, oh, they, they don't pixelate the Let's start middle with fingers. A giant f- you COVID nineteen. Yeah, okay, that's not that great because they're um, they're barely they're, they're beeping barely it. beeping it. That's interesting. But this is not uh, airing on television, though, is no, it? No, I think it's okay. airing on. You're getting fed to people on social media. Oh, so I see. I, you know, so just slightly beeped on social media. Okay, so you're you. probably also not getting it if you're like a big MAGA hat wearing Neanderthal. You know. Right, right, right. Um, here, I'm going to read this next one. This is from. Oh, this is from listener Brian. New to the pod, he says. <laughs> I haven't gone through all 260 plus episodes, so oh, forgive yeah, Bri- me Brian's if this has been. 
past. <laughs> yes. He says, forgive me if this has been covered. I won't forgive you, Brian. I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> forgive you that you haven't gone through all 270 commercials or episodes yet. Uh, Brian says, your second episode about dark commercials is called Well, That Got Dark. Uh, that was November 17th, 2015. Um, Brian says, got me thinking about one I remember as a kid about Ronald Reagan. It was an ad very much in the vein of Johnson's Daisy ad. Of course, that's the countdown while she's uh, plucking the, the petals off right, the daisy. Right, nuclear annihilation. Yeah, and it ends with the mushroom cloud. Um, he says, in this one, a little kid is, descri- is describing a crayon drawing of a city, and as the camera pulls out, he's drawn a dome over the city with the implication that Reagan will protect us from nuclear war. It scared the shit out of little kid me. That said, I'm fairly certain I'm not imagining this, but if anyone can find out, it's you two. Well... Let's hope that's not true because I did go looking for it and I couldn't find it. I don't even know if I am very good at finding old commercials, but maybe if somebody else has any more context or any more clues, it would help me. Because I was on, I spent a lot of time on C-SPAN today where they have a bunch of that stuff archived. <laughs> I looked a lot, well, a lot. I looked as well and I tried a bunch of different ways of searching for it and different terms that I thought might pull it up. Um, but I haven't seen it or I, I don't recall it. So I'm not, I'm only working from... Um, from Brian's description here. So obviously that's all you guys have to go on unless you've seen it. Um, even if you've just seen it and you know Brian mm-hmm. isn't imagining it, yeah. drop us a line or, yeah. or post in Brian the Facebook Brian would like group. to hear that probably. You can post under the show sheet for today because um, we would really, lo- I'd really love to know if this is um, one of those things that's real or if it's like that uh, mandala effect. Now here's another one um, along the same lines. This is from listener Lauren in Jacksonville, Florida. I need some help from y'all or from the ad council. I am trying to track down this commercial. It would have been from the late 90s, um, maybe very, very early 2000s, but I think it's late 90s because I believe I was in college. And I think it was for Staples or FedEx Office, which I think at that time was Kinko's. Anyway, it was about, I don't know, like office products or you know, the benefits of, like, a full-on office suite, like, printing and, and collating. And anyway, it featured a duck. And it wasn't, like, an animated duck. It was just, like, a real duck standing there, white with, you know, yellow feet or whatever, just standing there. <laughs> and this ream of paper drops next to the duck. And you hear the voiceover say, duck, collate. <laughs> and... The duck just stands there, and the whole premise was, like, the duck can't do, like, the things that kinkos or whatever could do. And I just, I, like, I think about duck collate probably on. <laughs> I know that feeling. Maybe even more often than that, and I don't know why collating is not part of my daily activities or even my job. Um, I just think duck, comma, collate is hilarious, and I want to find this commercial, and for the life of me, I've tried Staples, I've tried Office Max, Kinko's, all kinds of searches. No luck. And I just want to find it. So um, that would be a good Christmas gift or holiday gift for me. Um, if anybody wants to try to help, uh, thanks. Love the show. Bye. <laughs> Lauren's always hilarious. I um uh, I again, I you know, I did a cursory search as well, but I mean, it sounds like Lauren went pretty deep on this yeah. and deeper than me I couldn't find anything and we don't know exactly what office no. service or supply company it's for 
No. It's for something that does like the, the, well, the, definitely it's something that collates. It's definitely something that collates. Yeah. It could be uh, let's see, it could be collates are us or um, <laughs> Bob's collating. So it's, Collate, it's, collating, all the, collating. it's all in the collate district. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, that would be re- just mangling, mangling a Simpsons joke. That's I remember years old. where I was when I learned the term collate. Is that weird? No, it's interesting. Where were you? My mom um, when I was. Well, really, my whole childhood was always really involved with like PTAs and like she always volunteered for things. And she was often the person who was sort of, I don't know, tasked with or or naturally became the person who had responsibility for like getting like huge amounts of papers and paper things like that had to be delivered to every kid in the school or every parent in the school. And so it often had it often required like a room full of uh, papers or various documents and things, you know, like here's a flyer for this, for the social. And here's, here's the form to do the gift, gift paper, gift wrapping, you know, fundraiser thing. And like all the things that everyone needs to for the packet that everybody needs to have. And I remember being in our living room or even like living rooms of other kids, parents with each st- stack of paper all like lined up across the room and helping to collate, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, you go from one to the next, to the mm-hmm. next, to the next, and you make the packet. And that's, you know, when I learned what co- the word collate meant. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I feel like I have a lot of stuff like that as well. Not not that particular word, of course. I can't, the only one I can think of right now is <laughs> role model. I remember <laughs> at some point I said to my parents, I kept hearing this word role or these words role model. Yeah. I didn't know what they meant. And I kept asking my, and I remember I asked my parents, I said, what is a, what's a role model? And they said, well, it's, I can't remember exactly what they said, but they said, you know, it's like somebody that you kind of look up to and maybe aspire to be like. And I said, oh, like Tom Petty? <laughs> and I, I, oh, I have thought about this for so long. I was probably, I was, I was not a little kid either. Like I was probably, you know, 11 or 12, maybe, okay. maybe 12, like, you know, getting kind of older because that would have been about the time maybe I started to get into Tom Petty. But like, I've thought about every time I hear the word role model now, I think, you know, like Tom Petty. <laughs> and I always wonder why that is what why I chose Tom Petty. I just really liked Tom Petty well, at the time, but I don't know that he was a role model. You could model. have picked a lot worse. No, honestly. I definitely could have. Absolutely. What did you, do you recall what their response was? Were they like, yes I or do, no? I think they might have just looked at me. I don't really know. I, I don't recall their reaction to that. <laughs> but I actually think it's funny. Like the older I get, and I hear the word role model and I think of Tom Petty and I always think, what the hell was I doing? What was I thinking? Well... I mean, I, like I said, I think you could do worse than Tom Petty as no, a role model. Yeah, certainly. All right, let's get out of here. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. I would say for the past five years that we've been doing this show, um, you and I, when we're doing kind of a pre-recorded show or something where we kind of got to get out of here fast, so we're going to keep it short. We're going to keep it short. Right. And we never do. We almost it's always never do. over an hour. Today, we actually did a short show. I hope that's okay with everybody. We're only We've been turning in about... some real uh, monsters lately, so I think that's okay. Yeah, dissect a monster. Dissect an alien. Um, <laughs> so thank you for all of the uh, the feedback. If we have any other uh, new listeners, I'm sorry I don't have your name in front of me, but we also uh, heard from a listener who was like up to episode number 26. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I've been seeing a ton of new names on the Facebook group. I love I love seeing new people chiming in. It's great to it's just great to have uh, new perspectives. And I love, you know, the fact that we have, you know, 270 commercials or episodes worth of commercials that we've forgotten about so many. So if something sparks you, like, why so dark? Like, yeah, bring it right and, in. And I mean, things have happened in the five years since we made that that I'm sure would be yeah. a good fit. So, yeah, uh, please don't hesitate to write in about old ones as you come across them. Uh, we love to hear from you. Uh, we love to hear from you at Gmail at After These Messages Show at Gmail. Um, and we love to see you on the Facebook group, as I mentioned. Um, and please do call us at 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. If you are a new listener and you don't know what we do this thing, uh, call in and sing a jingle that you love, a modern jingle, maybe a jingle from your youth, anything. Um, we love to hear you sing and talk, but also sing. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, Happy New Year. Extreme home makeover couldn't touch me. Backyards, kittens, puppies, 401ks, Bobos, yuppies.